Blog Talk Radio. On a mountain, in a valley, I behold only God. In hardship, I see him by my side. In ease and well-being, I behold only God. Like a candle, I melted. Amidst the sparks of the flames, I behold only God. Good morning, listeners, and welcome to You Are Okay with Blog Talk Radio. I'm going to play Aniel's Be Still Thy Soul and have us just all breathe together for the time that song takes, listening to the words and pulling ourselves in together and joining our breath with God's breath and with the breath of each other. So come, let us join our breath with God. And then we will hear from my co-host, Brian in his beautiful passage. So for just one moment, or for a few minutes, let's listen to Aniel's Be Still Thy Soul. Be still thy soul, 
that you need is within you. Good morning, Brian. Thank you so much for being my co-host and joining me today. Um, Brian has a lovely passage to share. Good morning, Maya. Good morning, listeners. We are here only to be truly helpful. We are here to represent Christ who sent us. We do not have to worry about what to say or what to do because Christ who sent us will direct us. We are content to be wherever he wishes, knowing he goes there with us. We will be healed as we let him teach us to heal. That song and that passage that I just shared go so beautifully together. And what one thing that struck my mind as I was listening to that song was one of the many ways in which Donald, Neil Donald Walsh had an impact on my life. And one of those ways was I remember in one of his books, it said the words, don't take life so seriously. And the name of that song was Be Still Thy Soul. So often, we find ourselves attaching ourselves so strongly to events and situations and circumstances. And we give them the importance that they hold for us. And whenever we give so much importance to anything, if it doesn't work out, whatever it is that we give our power to, our attention to, and it doesn't go the way we want it to go, then we find ourselves very distraught. We find ourselves experiencing the suffering of the loss of that very thing that we said was so important to us. Now I'm going to share some ideas that might challenge some of the things that we all would agree are things that are necessary, and without them, life is not very pleasant to live. You see, if you're going for a job interview, and you feel you deserve this job, and you put so much onus and importance upon this job, and you don't get it, you're very distraught. You're very upset. But you see, if that job wasn't meant for you, if you will, meaning if you had that job really, you would be experiencing not a lot of pleasure and fun in doing that job. But you were going after that job, let's say, for monetary reasons. But there are many people in this world having a job that is monetarily beneficial, but is not solely satisfying, is not what they truly desire to, to be doing. But yet, 
they have told themselves that money is so very important. And don't get me wrong, money serves the purpose. But what good is having all sorts of money if you have no happiness, if you have no peace? It was the Beatles who said, you can't buy me love. And it is so true. You can't truly buy love from anyone, and you truly can't buy love even from yourself. You cannot sell yourself for anything outside of yourself and find yourself at peace and harmony. And so it becomes our one goal to find out for ourselves internally what it is that we truly, truly desire and then have that only be our experience in this world. And if that desire is simply volunteering your time somewhere, doing something that you truly love, that satisfies you completely, then that is where you should be, regardless of what your external experience looks like. And I tell you, if you are following the truth of who you really are, which is coming from the very core of your being, then everything monetarily, everything outside of you, will come to you. I guarantee it. It is not one or the other. Spirituality and money or abundance are not in opposition of one another. But we make them in our own minds and concepts of life opposed to one another. And we say, to be spiritual, you must have nothing. You must give it all away. You must hold on to nothing. You must experience almost nothing in the world. Because all these things would be distractions to your waking up. But that's not what life's all about. Life is all about experiencing, experiencing anything and everything. But the experience that you're having, that life is truly all about, is about experiencing peace, love, and joy in each and every moment. And you'll never experience peace, love, and joy whenever you go after something outside of yourself. But the moments you connect inside of yourself with who you really are, the thing that you could give your attention to and use all of your energy in going after it would come to you easily and effortlessly. So as you learn to relax, as you learn to be at peace, as you learn to not Attach yourself so strongly to anything outside yourself as you learn not to take life so seriously and know that all is well and all is good. Then you find yourself at peace. And then from that space, you find your life and you find things, situations, and events and people coming into your life that reflect and show the beauty and harmony 
that you are experiencing with it. That's beautiful, Brian. I agree. I think that's so important for all of us to to uh, understand that all that we need is within us, and we look so much without. And there's a, another lovely Neil Donald Walsh saying that if you don't go within, you go without. And uh, and that really coincides with what you're saying here. It's so important, my friends, that you allow the moment around you to be everything that it is without clinging to stuff from the past. And in fact, that's our topic today. Did you open the present? And Brian and I are going to talk about God's gift to you, the present, and how often each of us bury it under piles of shoulda, coulda, wouldas, maybes, what ifs, and mights. And we miss out on just relaxing and feeling at peace right now. Now, I want you all to know that these messages that we deliver are not just for one sect of believers, because all who believe in God and all who don't believe in God have a right to so believe. And so the message that we're giving are not just for people who are Christians or people who are Muslims, or people who are Jews, but are for all people. They are universal truths. And we are here because God sent us to be here. And no matter what name you use to identify God, it is the same, the very same God that we are all a part of, that we are all connected to. It is exactly the same God. And that God gives each one of us this moment to live in. And it ends me that so many faiths talk about uh, the moment and say it, but we people say it like on Sunday morning or Friday afternoon evenings or, or Saturdays, whatever day. They'll say, um, this is the day the Lord hath given Rejoice and be glad in it. It's said as a very perfunctory series of words without any emotional attempt to connect to those words, and yet it is one of the universal truths that we are, as human beings are so drawn to experiencing the opposite. And by that I mean that we tend to miss this moment. We tend to miss today because we're so caught up in the yesterdays, as Brian was describing a moment ago, not getting a job. You know, I I can identify with that recently. I think I shared with all of you last week. And and a part of me thought, my gosh, is is God sending me a message through Brian? I I think that I'm, I'm there, but it was good to hear the words reiterated because... The reality is that all of us need to be in the spot that is right for us. And so often we take effort and we take time to define that spot, to decide what it is, whether it's because it's more money or it's more prestige or it's something else. And generally it's very ego-driven. 
And as we're defining what we believe is the right spot for us, we may be, as Brian said, completely blocked by our human ego and and be driving ourselves straight into a job that isn't the right job for us. Now, I will... I'd like to catch on to something else that Brian said in that in a moment, but I want to say that, you know, what is interesting is that when you don't get the job, how long are you going to allow yourself to lament you didn't get the job? How many of the beautiful presents, how many moments are you going to allow yourself to look at the shouldas, coulda, wouldas? Or are you going to break yourself free? And I have to say, you know, it's taken a lot of years to get to the place where I was able to do what I did, but just think, okay, what's next? It wasn't like the world fell apart underneath my feet because I'm not going to become the county council. Because it's okay. There's a lot of opportunity for me where I am. But the second side of what Brian was saying is is so very important, and that is that, friends, you need to share what you know about spirit, about God. And you need to be open and honest, and the best way to begin sharing that is not just with your words, although words are important, and certainly doing it on Sunday mornings and Any other day that you can find time is wonderful. But showing what you know by your deeds. How often can we look back at our day and say, wow, I'm at peace and I interacted with people all day long and I was my highest self. I'm at peace and I was my highest self. I went into the moment looking for the best in the people I'm talking to and reflecting the best in myself. And when those people caused me, myself, I'm the one who did it, when they did something that made me allow or open the door, because I don't want to put responsibility on others for how I act. And and that's a delicate balance because we've all got up. They made me do it. They made me do it. But frankly, if I am in a situation where someone says something to me that it enables me to decide to act in an aggressive, non-loving way, that's me, that's not them. They're responsible for their behavior, and I am responsible for mine. And so I will be frank with you, the days I feel the best at the end of the day, the most peace, are those days when I didn't rise up and engage, but instead took a deep breath, and I'm not joking with you, reached out my dominant hand, which is my right hand, and took the hand of God. just took the hand of God. And I'm noticing that when I do that, it doesn't sound so perfectly legal as I'm used to talking. And it doesn't always have all the nice fancy words. 
It's sometimes just very simple human-to-human communication. But it is real hard, my friends, for someone to keep tongue-lashing you if you don't engage. And the reality is, many years ago, ten years ago or more, in Santa Fe, I realized everything is just the way it's supposed to be. And so when I feel stress, I, 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 when I feel myself unhappy with the moment, I will say exactly that. Thank you, God, for everything just the way it is. Thank you for everything just the way it is. Because in the way it is, it provides you an opportunity to be at perfect peace. Go ahead and relax. And let God help set up the perfect spot for you. You know, Mara, we could talk about this subject for 100 straight weeks and not have talked about this subject enough. Because this is the ultimate blockage that we are presenting for ourselves in recognizing the beauty and harmony that is life in each and every moment. And I loved that you called this show, Did You Open the Present? Because each moment is perfect, whole, and complete. Each moment is pregnant with the love of God. But, like we've both been talking about this morning, it is our own agendas that we apply to the world. And when the world doesn't follow what it is that we say it should be, or it should look like, then we are putting ourselves in this experience of saying that we are living in a chaotic opposed life in opposition of itself. But this is merely a game we are playing with ourselves. It's not the truth. Life is perfect, whole, and complete right now. And as you said, if someone says something to you that irks you, that rubs you the wrong way, it's not that person's fault whether they were trying to rub you the wrong way or not. If you were able to be rubbed in the wrong way, that's your problem. If you were in perfect peace and perfect harmony, anybody, and I mean anybody, it doesn't matter who it is, to walk up to you and call you anything that they want for an hour straight. And if you were at peace, if you were connected with the center of who you really are. Not one of those words would harm you or cause you to even feel a little bit of the tension that comes when you're feeling attacked. Because you would not be split within yourself. You would not be in conflict within yourself. It is only when you're experiencing yourself internally, which let me add, every experience is an internal one, 
there is no external experiences. So when you are experiencing anything that brings you discomfort, it is because you are not connecting fully with your peace, with who you really are. And so as Mara has stated, it is our responsibility with our actions, no matter what someone else does. And if we are participating in feeling as though we have been attacked and therefore experiencing defense, and a lot of times defense, it is said that the best defense is a good offense, so then we come into this mode of attacking back. And then it becomes a battle of who can attack the best, who can win this battle and make the other one finally cower down and stop and feel the most ashamed or the most hurt. But no one wins that battle. In, in a ba- the battle of war, everyone loses. There are no victories in war. For in war of any kind is a fighting again. And since life, in its, in its essence, is perfect, whole, and complete, then there's nothing to fight again. There's nothing to be in opposition again. And being in opposition of what is will only bring you, for yourself, disharmony and uneasiness. But you are choosing for it. It is not being forced upon you. It is being given to you as an effect of your choice. And you are free in each and every moment to relinquish this experience, this inner fight, inner inner battle, and inner war against yourself. And the moment that you relinquish this, you find peace, you find harmony, and you find yourself experiencing pure joy in each and every moment, in the present in the gift. And so another way we could say it is open yourself to the present and receive the gift of love, peace, and joy. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's beautiful. And I love what Brian said when he talked about, you know, it becomes, you. when you become defensive, then you also will quite probably move on to or into the offense. And so suddenly you have two two people. And, you know, I, I just realized as I said the, those words, offense. We offend people. And so you can move into the offense of trying to prove who's right. And now, my friends, let me say something to you. And I swear I am giving you a universal truth from God. No matter how offensive you have been to this point, you can be who you truly are at peace, holding hands with God, connected and loving by simply choosing to let go of that past 
behavior. You never know who you are till you encounter who you are not and you see it. It's like a Neil Donald Walsh show today. You never know who you are until you encounter who you are not. And you have to see that. You have to be open and look. And when you and we all have these human physical characteristics that tell us when we've got the shoulda, coulda, wouldas, maybes, what what ifs and mights just pounding on us. And you know what they are? We don't feel at peace. When, when your heart is not at peace, when you can't take three deep breaths and feel yourself calming down, when you're instead caught up in your human mind trying to manipulate, devise, and decide on how to create a situation that, as you want it to be, then you are not at peace. But you can find peace even by saying, you know, I just don't like the way I've been and now I'm going to try to be someone different. I don't mean emulate someone else. I mean try to set aside all of that. Try to lead with your best foot. Try to lead with your kindest, loving, caring words. We should have Neil Donald Walsh here. I, I don't know. God has, is flowing him through us, so we're flowing him out to you. And Because I, I don't want you to think I've made up these words. Uh, the man did a great job in his books. But, you know, try to lead with your highest self. And as you do it, day after day and second after second, don't start with 24 hours. Start with just the next second. And for right now, let's forgive ourselves those times when we have been offensive. Don't go to the shame route, because when you go to the shame, what happens? You get mired down in thinking about how awful you are and how you aren't enough. And God doesn't want you to think you aren't enough, because you are enough. You are loved. I am that, God tells us. You are enough. And in your moments of weakness, when you were offensive, you were caught in a student-teacher game, and you were providing another person an opportunity for them to learn the very lesson you were being provided an opportunity to learn. And those people could choose to learn it or not learn it, just as you could choose to learn it or not learn it. But I will tell you now, if you open yourself to peace, to the peace of the present, the present from God of peace, let the past be the past. Let the future be the future. And just say, what can I do right now? Don't be afraid to say, I've made a mistake. There's no human being out there who hasn't. You don't even have to publicly announce it, because the problem with public pronouncements 
of I've made a mistake is generally they are simply opportunities to make oneself look good while they're being more offensive and explain why their offensive behavior occurred. I made a mistake and this is why. You see what I'm saying, folks? It's like drawing a different battle line. Do a little less talking and a little more thinking and decide on a plan of action for yourself, knowing you are enough. Right now, no matter what offensive things you have done, you are enough for God. And now you have a chance to reflect the inner God within you. Now, right now, Ma and myself are going to that space to where we are connecting with the God within, with the God of all life, and allowing the knowingness that is from that space to speak through us in our own personal experiences of the things that we have noticed and observed and have obviously learned from in our own lives. And Mara and myself could sit here and talk all day long for weeks on end until we're blue in the face. But nothing is going to change unless Mara and myself are actually going about making the changes, noticing these things for ourselves, no longer reacting to the emotions of feeling like we're being attacked, and for you as well to do the same thing. It was Gandhi who said, you must be the change you wish to see in the world. He didn't say, you must think about and talk about and discuss the changes that you wish to see in the world. He said, you must be them. You must be it yourself. You must show through your actions, words, behaviors, and thoughts that you are being this thing called love, being this thing called peace, being this thing called joy. We've all experienced people who talk a good game, if you will, who are saying one thing but doing another. There's no consistency. There's no meaning. And we've all we can all see it when someone is being hypocritical. We look at that person and we go, that person's so full of it. They're not even doing what it is that they're talking about. They're asking others to do it while they sit and talk about it. The change in this world, the change in our own internal experience, and therefore the change and shift of our experience of life will begin to happen and take notice in our experience as we begin to become conscious of the need and the desire for us to experience the changes and therefore change 
and experience ourselves differently in each moment. As we start to notice ourselves falling into that little pit, that little rut, falling into our unconscious behavior of reacting in certain ways when people say certain things or do certain things. Catch ourselves in that moment and not say to ourselves, God, I keep doing this. I can't stop feeling this way. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about how many times you've, quote, made a mistake. Just notice that you're doing it right now. And stop yourself. That's it. Stop yourself now. And as you start to stop yourself in the moment that you recognize yourself doing it in that moment, you break the chain of unconscious habit. And as you do that consciously, you now start to build a new unconscious habit. And when your unconscious habit is to be nothing less than loving, peaceful, and joyous in each and every moment to where you don't have to think about it, but yet you do it and portray it and display it and experience it in each and every moment. This is what we call enlightenment. And so it requires your conscious attention and your decision to consciously move and act and think and breathe in this direction. This is what Mara and I are sharing with you. And Mara and I could only be sharing this with you because it is something that we are doing for ourselves in each and every moment. Opening ourselves to the present, to the moment that we find ourselves in. Taking more notice, observing more, and seeing where we can make improvements, if you will. And the only improvement that needs to be made is to no longer partake in attack or defense. To no longer feel like we've been victimized and then need to be a villain ourselves. And recognize that if we were ever a villain or a victim, it's because we have not given our attention and focus to the truth of who we really are. We've confused ourselves and we're playing a role, a character. We're wearing a costume. But that costume is one we've chosen to wear. That role is one we've chosen to play. And in this moment now, we're choosing a new role. We're choosing a new experience. One that reflects more of the truth of who we really are. So begin to do these things for yourself. That you can experience them for yourself. Not in conversation. Not in thought. But in actual physical experience. Do this for yourself. And see that what Mara and I are sharing with you is truly, truly true. And can be your experience in each and every moment, if you so choose.
And with that, which is so beautifully said, Brian, I let's I will start us in a meditation, which we will use um, Daniel Kobiaka's Moon Gazing on the Interlunar Sea, and then um, when that finishes, Brian will take us in a meditation that will take us out of the program today. And so, in the event that we don't get to say best wishes to each of you, and to let you know that as we sit here with our breath joined with yours and with that of God, we feel you. We feel your inner beauty, and we feel the conflicts that you have. Feel comfortable leaving those conflicts with us. We'll help pass them on for you so that you can enjoy the peace of the present. And every time you feel that, you can think of us. And you can send them to us, and we will pass them on for you, because we feel you, and we care about you. Until next week, and so I'm going to start with Daniel Kopiaka's Moon Gazing on the Interlunar Sea. If you could please just get into a spot where you're comfortable now. And you're breathing in and out. And you know, I can't really tell you what breath you need to use. And I always worry about talking about those kinds of things for fear that by telling someone something, if it's not natural for them, they're going to think that they're failing during the act of meditating and joining their breath with God. And there is no such thing. You can never call on God and move into a place that is anything less than perfect. Whether it's a place where your mind is getting filled with thoughts and ideas that you're having to set off on the side on a bookshelf to let God solve them for you later, or it's a moment where your mind is completely absorbed in the wonder and the light, they're all the same. Because you're sitting there not alone, but all one with God. So as you're breathing in, I do encourage people to breathe through their feet only because it creates a longer breath. The the lungs are very close to the crown chakra, but the feet are at the very opposite end. And so breathe in and pull your breath. Imagine your breath coming up across the front of your calves, your thighs, joining together now at the base chakra, and you're letting go of your fear, and you know you are enough. As your fearless breath comes up, you're going to pause a moment in the sacral chakra, the zone of creativity, because that's what you're doing. You're choosing a new way of looking at life, a creative life, a creative way, a loving way. So you're bringing your fearless, creative breath up, and now you're going to pause for a moment in your solar plexus, the zone of healing. And allow that fearless, creative breath to infuse with healing breath. And feel any dis-ease floating away from you. As you can begin to feel God's breath coming down through your crown chakra to join up with your breath in your heart. And now, just thrust back your shoulders and be brave. 
Let go of all of the blockages you've put in front of your heart and allow it to become like a pillar of love moving out into the universe, touching everyone as you are beginning to recognize your value, that you are a source of the light and your source is needed. Now, moving up, you're going to come to your voice box, your voice chakra. And it's interesting, if you look back at the antiquities, there's always been discussions, whether it was in Homer or even before, about words, about the offense that's caused by words that lead us to be physically offensive. And there isn't one among us who hasn't said some words because we were on the offense. And you notice how we we try to make the words sound different. Offensive and offense. Let us let go of that difference and invite that breath that we are bringing up, fearless, creative, healing, and loving to cleanse any words that we have said that offended and then also to forgive those who have offended us and now as we're going to move up to the third eye the zone of manifestation I invite each of you to reach out your dominant hand and take the hand of God feel your palm begin to become electric as your breath is joined with God's breath and your hand is in God's hand. There is nothing that you could do, no matter how offensive, that would cause God not to reach out and take your hand. You are enough. And now I'm going to take you up to the zone of manifestation the third eye and that is where you describe your destiny you begin to map the course for the tomorrows are they tomorrows where you keep inviting lessons into your life as I have as I imagine on occasion Brian has inviting in lessons experiences that have given us an opportunity to show our highest self. That's the zone, the zone of manifestation. For many of us, it's an unconscious thing. I'd like you to sit in the zone of manifestation now. And I would like you to begin mapping a future that sees the most that you can offer in any given moment. And I'm going to play for Brian as you're sitting here in the zone of manifestation, Randy Lee's Church Unwind. Brian. So let us remain in this space of peace, and harmony. Let us 
build our future upon the solid rock, the foundation of peace and harmony, which is who we really are. This moment, the way you are experiencing this moment, and every moment, affects your future. Because in this moment, you are choosing a mindset. You are choosing a way of seeing and therefore experiencing your world. And the way you are choosing to see and therefore experience this moment will cause you to to continue seeing the next moment in the same light. And so if you are unconsciously choosing to see life in a disharmonious way, in a chaotic way, by choosing unconsciously to partake in attack and defense, in villain and victim, then you will continue to look for that and therefore experience it. Until one day you choose a new way of seeing and a new way of experiencing your life and this world. And when you choose to recognize that life is not about attack and defense, but life is about affirming life, extending life, and experiencing this thing called life. And as you get in alignment with it, you experience it more fully, more joyously, and more peacefully. It is a choice that you make for yourself. And as you choose for it, you begin to see that it is truly a gift to you. And the most glorious and wondrous gift that there is, the peace of mind, the peace of soul, the peace of experiencing your life joyously and harmoniously. So as we choose right now in this moment to let ourselves go into the peace, we are building for our future more of the same. And the more often that we choose for this space, 
taking time out of our hectic schedule to relax, to be at peace, to not give so much focus and attention in trying to accomplish and achieve things outside of ourselves, but rather switch our focus of attention back to the only place which can bring about everlasting change, bringing our attention and focus back within to the inner space of peace and harmony that we build for ourselves the experience of peace and harmony, no matter the events or situations happening within our lives. We could be losing a job, losing a car, even losing a home, and still experience the peace and harmony and beauty that is available to us that would carry us through any experience that we are having into the next grand and glorious experience. But if we are choosing to look at these events and other events like this in a negative way, feeling as though life is attacking us, oh yes, we even feel that life attacks us not just other people. But as we begin to recognize that life is never attacking us, but is only working for us and attempting to work with us. But if we are not choosing to work with life, choosing only to know and recognize and experience for ourselves that life indeed has our best interest in mind and is always working to bring us what it is that we need even if in that moment it is taking something from us but you see if you are focused and giving your attention to something that is holding you back weighing you down, then the loss of this thing is no loss at all, but rather a gain, as you are now no longer attached to it, it is now no longer blocking you from something else coming into your experience that would carry you further along into your peace and into the manifestation in this world of that peaceful experience. So as we start to align ourselves with the moment, knowing that all is well and all is good and not attempting to fight against life by saying this should not be, this is not a reflection of love. I indeed tell you and promise you that every moment is a reflection of love 
and life. And it is only your decision to not see it and experience it in that way that is causing you to experience darkness. Let go of the inner conflict with yourself that you are imposing upon life and instead choose to get in alignment with the moment. Say to yourself, although it seems to me that life is not treating me well right now, I go beyond that thought and I know that life is always working with me and for me. And I want to see and more importantly experience it within my life. So I go within and I trust that all will turn out well. All will turn out better than my best imagination of what the future can be. I let myself go into peace and I experience the beauty and the harmony of this moment now. Only by choosing to do this for yourself and experience the beauty and harmony in this moment and every moment can you ever hope to experience beauty and harmony eternally? For eternity never fades. Eternity is a constant experience. Do you wish to experience peace and harmony for eternity? Or fear and war for eternity? The choice is yours. But in that choice of choosing peace and love, you are getting in alignment with the reality of life, which is eternal forever. And in your choice for experiencing fear and war, you are going in opposition of life. But since you could never twist or distort life truly, one day you will cease to fight against life. We will all come to the point of experiencing pure peace, love and joy. And the only question becomes when will we choose for it? So I ask you this question. When will you choose to let yourself go into the peace, into the love, and into the joy of this present moment? When will you open yourself up to the reality that life is perfect, whole and complete, right now and always? It is only in your choosing to align yourself with this, that you begin to experience life in this way.
and one day you will make this choice. But why delay any further? Why not choose now and always to be in alignment with peace, love, and joy? Thank you for joining us in this space and choosing for this space now. And may you stay conscious of this space and choose for it more often that you can begin to experience it and more and more and more experience it within your life. Be at peace and have fun. Namaste. Namaste. Thank you so much, Brian. Brian, would you like to start the show at 9 o'clock instead of 8.30? Um, 8.30 works better for me. For Good. I just want to be sure it did. I want to be sure it did. Okay. Thank you. Then we'll see you all next week at 8.30. And until then, peace be with you. Thank you, Brian. Namaste. Thank you, Mom. Namaste. Bye.